You're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast. Each episode, we speak to past staff and students about their memories of Reese Heath over the last hundred years. If you have some great memories to share, we would love to hear from you. Please complete the form at reeseheath100.com or call 01270 625 131. Today I'm in Nantwich Town Centre because it's a very important day for Nantwich. It's the judging of the Nantwich in Bloom competition and or the Britain in Bloom competition. But Nantwich has been a, a award winner, multi-award winner for Nantwich in Bloom competitions over the years. And Reese Heath have our own flower bed. We've worked with the team, with Sue Sherwood and her team in Nantwich in Bloom. We've worked with the team to build a Reese Heath 100 flower bed. And I'm delighted to be sitting here now and talking to a past member of staff from the uh, from Reese Heath College and that he was the head he left as the head of horticulture in the 90s having served a really long uh, term in office uh, of, of around 20 years so I'm going to talk to Tom Deans and find out about his memories of Reese Heath. Hello Tom it's lovely to meet you today. And Tom tell me before um, we go on to your your story about your memories of Reese Heath what what took you to Reese Heath? Where did your career begin? My career began, like, like most horticulturists in my day, with an apprenticeship. And you probably gather from the accent, slightly north of the border, in Glasgow, which had one of the finest departments in the country. <laughs> the strange thing about it, Glasgow Parks was totally run by Englishmen. Really? <laughs> they, they couldn't get a job in England for all the Scotsmen down here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no and uh, George Henry Garside, he was a visionary, and he set up a really fantastic training scheme in Glasgow. And that was the basis of my training, getting a wide range of experience during the five years of the apprenticeship in various aspects of horticulture, from botanic gardens to nurseries to glasshouse work. And you spent a bit of time at Kew Gardens as well. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. When I finished my apprenticeship, I then went, as many of us did in those days, you had the choice a two-year course at Kew or a three-year course at Edinburgh Botanics. And, of course, being a Glaswegian, I couldn't go to Edinburgh. No, no. That was a, a shorter course at uh-huh. Kew, two years, which I could then follow up with a year in the Park Administration College, which then prepared me for the uh, technical assistant level right. in, in Parks Department. And then did you go to Liverpool before yeah. coming to Reese Heath? Yeah, my first post after the... Uh, after college then, was Liverpool. And I was there during the 1960s, from beginning of 61 to the end of 70. And that was a fabulous place. And their parts department also was tremendous, covering a whole range of activities. And uh, I don't know what it's like quite nowadays, but the Liverpool parks had a great name and trained many, many people to go into other, other departments all over the world. Yeah. The, the Liverpoolians. Brilliant stuff. So that brings us nicely on to your, your time at Reese Heath. What, what role did you go into when you first joined Reese Heath in the late 70s? In the 1970, I joined as a senior lecturer in horticulture, mainly to look after a course, which was a, a trailblazer, really. Reese Heath often, or very often set the scene. And it was uh, basically to combine a slightly advanced level of horticulture with supervision and management, basically trying to train first-line supervisors. And we also tied this up with South Cheshire College, okay. 
because we later we, we uh, attached ourselves to them and their expertise uh, for what was called uh, NEB's course, National Examination Board Supervisory Studies. I don't know if they're still going, but it was one of the best things going. And it took the uh, basically the trained horticulturist and put them in the first line of supervision, which was uh, very, very helpful. That later on developed and gradually the courses went more and more advanced. And uh, just before I left, we were actually training senior parks officers wow. uh, and uh, ma masters in horticulture, or NDH it was, as it was uh -huh. in those days. So. Fantastic. So in your time, you left in, was it around 94, did you say? 94, 1994, I was offered a chance to retire. I was only 60, but I had had lots of years' experience. But I then continued as a part-time lecturing, doing an awful lot of hours sometimes for many, many years, a full 20 years at least uh, after retiring wow. um, in part-time teaching. And then since then, I've been exploring more and being involved with the RHS, which, of course, were the prime body in horticultural qualifications in this country. Yeah. Long before uh, these new, uh, new things that came in in the, uh, the 90s, 80s and 90s, and even before sitting guilds, yeah. RHS were the ones. Yeah. And uh, I still work for them, still yeah. doing exam work, etc. So you actually do still go into Reseath now and, and support exams and, and well, teaching? I, I sometimes, yes, I had, till recently, to this COVID business, I had been going in uh, just checking on the, uh, for the RHS, the, the level of supervision of the courses, not the actual teaching of it, because we, we know the teachers and they do a good, very good job and they have done over the years. And uh, we, we just make sure they be all assessed to the same level through the country. That's the whole thing. That was the secret of RHS, was to make sure that there was a standard. RHS standard meant something. And it's not just a, a local thing, a, a local body. We've had various ones over the years. But uh, the RHS standard are very, very jealous of the reputation of RHS. And I'm very, very proud to be a part of it. That's fantastic. So, Tom, during your, uh, now let me work this out, approximately 25 years full-time at Reese Heath, um, and obviously now in the, in the latter 20 years part-time and, and supporting from a supporting role, what kind of um, things can you remember about the development of the horticultural department? Well, floristry at florist level in the shops has always been a big thing at Reese Heath, and we've had some very, very famous florists working at Reese Heath. And uh, that force is now also developed and they regularly take prizes at the Tatton Show and uh, even down to Chelsea. The, uh, the forest department is very, very important to us and have done very, very well. Then later in the 90s, the garden design then came in and it was, this is more just a drawing board work uh, for using horticultural knowledge to develop areas uh, for use of recreation or whatever. It's be interesting to see if uh, anything is going to be done now with horticulture as a therapy. There's a whole new ball game waiting there. Right. Because we're getting told. The only trouble with uh, people who have problems of any kind uh, 
doing horticultural therapy. They think they were all, all the same. <laughs> and one lovely occasion, my dad was a gardener, and uh, he worked in a hospital in Glasgow. And one day he was gardening away, and uh, somebody came to him and said, Now, did I like you very often to do this job? <laughs> they thought he was, he's out of the psychiatric ward. He says, Maybe they were right. <laughs> so, uh, but no, seriously, horticulture has developed. And there's a lot of high degree work being done at Rishith. But I still make a plea for treating and training craft level and supervisory level. Yeah, yeah. We, we need, these are the levels that run the country yeah, yeah. In, in horticulture and in any business. Yeah, yeah. And this is very, very important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, what you're saying about therapy, I spoke to some of the uh, volunteers from Nantwich in Bloom earlier, and many of them started during lockdown and, and, and said it was an absolutely wonderful therapy and tonic to get them through the lockdown period. Yes, then, indeed. What we've seen is, I think, uh, gardening has become very, very, uh, very popular. Mm. I, I wish you could see my garden as a, as a show place. It is for wildlife these days, I'm afraid. <laughs> I know Don and I takes his call. Even the best gardener can't grow younger. <laughs> That's lovely. Well, Tom, thank you very much indeed for talking to me today. It's been really lovely to meet you and I do hope we can have you in to Reese Heath and uh, have a nice tour and meet our, our principal, Marcus. And, yeah, I uh, yeah, I haven't met him yet. I have met, I've had uh, three principals so far. George England, Uncle George, he ran the place like a family business. Fabulous. And everybody remembered him with great affection. Taken over then by Vic Croxon, yeah. who took us into the 21st century. He did a marvellous job. Yeah. And then later on, of course, uh, Meredith David came in and uh, he really advanced us to this, the level we're getting to nowadays. Uh, I look forward one day to meeting Mr Clinton. Yes. Fantastic. We shall have you in and uh, you can have a, a private tour with Mr. Clinton uh, very, very soon. Thank you so much, Tom. It's been lovely to meet you. Thank you. You're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast. Each episode, we speak to past staff and students about their memories of Reese Heath over the last hundred years. If you have some great memories to share, we would love to hear from you. Please complete the form at reeseheath100.com or call 01270. 625131